0: Welcome to Off the Cup, ABQ. It's the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to Conservative Talk, Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. Thank you for joining us. Today we have a special series. It is Congressional District One special election candidate meet and greet. We got three out of the four, and three out of four ain't bad. Just on our announcement, special thanks to our advertisers who help keep us on the air every day, author Gerald Loeb, Golden Equipment Company, Abortion Free New Mexico, and ABQ Guns. Support for today's programming on Off the Cuff ABQ is made possible in part by Sam Cog. Thank you for supporting our mission and not our speech. So, we got a, a busy show. We're just going to dive right into it. Let's just start with how we got to a special election. So, uh, 2021, New Mexico's first congressional district is having a special election. On March 16th, 2021, Deb Holland resigned her seat in the United States House of Representatives after being confirmed the day before by the United States Senate to serve as the Secretary of Interior in the Biden administration. In the days following the election date for the special election was set for June 1st, 2020. And that's where we're at because it's an open seat. We got got candidates. So just a little bit of background. Instead of there being a primary, each candidate for this special election was chosen by each party state central committee. It's just the way the rules are written. For the Republican Party, they uh, their nominated co- candidate is Senator Mark Morse. Democratic nominee is State Representative Melanie Stansberry. We have a total of four candidates.
1: Yes, we do. Uh, we have Aubrey Dunn Jr. who is running as an independent. Chris Manning who's running as a Libertarian mark moores is running as a republican and melanie stansbury is the democratic nominee so tell us where is um the first congressional district
0: of new mexico
1: well new mexico's first con- congressional district of the united states house of representatives serves the central area of New Mexico, including most of Bernalillo County, all of Torrance County, and parts of Sandoval, Santa Fe, and Valencia Counties. It includes almost three-fourths of Albuquerque. The district has a notable Native American presence, encompassing several pueblos, including the Pueblo of Laguna and Sandia Pueblo, and the Tohajli Navajo Reservation outside of Albuquerque.
0: It's pretty. It's a it's a big district. It's a huge district. So just to recap, the seat is currently vacant. Last occupied by Democrat Deb Holland, who was first elected in 2018. She succeeded Michelle Lujan Grisham, who retired after becoming governor of New Mexico. Holland vacated this seat following her confirmation by Senate as Interior Secretary, and now we are moving forward towards the special election. June 1st, 2020. The United States House of Representatives is the lower house of the United States Congress. The Senate being the upper house. The house composition is established by Article I of the United States Constitution. The house is composed of representatives who sit in congressional districts allocated to each state on a basis of population as measured by the U.S. Census. So this is how all of this is determined, which each district having one representative provided that each state is entitled to at least one. Since its inception in 1789, all representatives have been directly elected.
1: The House is charged with the passage of federal legislation known as bills, which after concurrence by the Senate are sent to the president for consideration. The House also has exclusive powers. It initiates all re- revenue bills, impeaches federal officers, and elects the president. If no candidate receives a majority of votes in the electoral college, the House meets in the South Wing of the United States Capitol. The presiding officer, in the Speaker, is the Speaker of the House, who is elected by the by the members thereof, and is the leader of the majority party. The Speaker and other four leaders are chosen by the Democratic Caucus or the Republican conference, depending on whichever party has more voting members.
0: So let's meet the candidates. Each candidate was allotted roughly 15 minutes. Each one got an invitation. Three out of the four responded completely Thankful, grateful, we wanted to bring to you, not a debate, but just a simple meet and greet, who these people are, hear it from their voice, they talked about their platform. So let's meet the candidates. Each candidate is interviewed for roughly 12 to 15 minutes. We sent out invitations to all four candidates, three out of the four responded and were interviewed. So we are pleased to present to you three out of the four Congressional District 1 special election candidates on an on-air meet-and-greet. Nothing controversial. It's not a debate. It's basically the candidate coming on, letting you know who they are. You can hear their voice, see what they're about, check them out if you're confused. If you're confused or don't know who to vote for, this is a perfect opportunity to figure all of that out. So again, it's just, there's short little interviews. We just wanted to present an on-air meet and greet. Hope you enjoy it. So thank you to all the candidates who participated and for responding. We had a great time interviewing you. We look forward to election day. So when we return, up first is Aubrey Dunn, independent he responded first now when we return we'll go right into uh, right into the interview you're listening to off- the-cuff ABQ it's the hottest newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on conservative talk Albuquerque kdaz 96.9 FM 700 a.m.
2: Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project.
0: everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest, conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. As promised, we're bringing you the CD1 candidate interviews, at least the ones that responded. The first one to respond was candidate...
3: Aubrey <laughs> Dunn. Welcome. <laughs> hey, good morning. Welcome. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Oh yes, thanks for uh, answering the call and responding right away. You were the first to respond like uh, like we just said.
3: Well, I know how important you and Stella are, so I appreciate
0: it. Well, we appreciate you. So uh, on your website, well, you're running for CD1, first of all. You're a former land commissioner. You served New Mexico before. Um, You've been in New Mexico a long time. You're a businessman.
3: Right. I I was born in Alamogordo. My dad was born in Alamogordo. Um, I was the banker for 25 years, and uh, then – we ranch, and we've been ranching since about 1995, and uh, that's what I'm doing now, is ranching and running for as an independent candidate for Congressional District 1.
0: For CD1. So you're independent, you consider yourself an independent thinker.
3: Yes, yeah. And I think all through uh, my career, I've been pretty much uh, uh, doing what I thought was best for the people and not for the
0: parties absolutely so new mexico is, a, is at a crossroad right and this is according to your um sorry website that we uh-huh. face a time that we have to choose a direction that will impact our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and so when we read this earlier this morning when when we were preparing for your interview we were thinking like, you know, so often when we go out to fight for something, it, re- it truly is for the next generation.
3: Right, right. Um, you know, I have uh, three granddaughters. Uh, one of them is 12 and 6'3", and so she's a pretty tall gal. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, we're kind of, or I'm kind of at the end of my careers, and and so really we're looking at what we're leaving our children. And right now I'm, I'm worried we're not leaving the best situation.
1: No, I, I totally agree with you. And, and what makes you feel that you are the best candidate for CD1?
3: Well, I, I guess when you look at my history as, as uh, a banker and a business person, I've been an auctioneer, we ranch, we do conservation work, and land commissioner, you know, I got to see all the issues and where the money comes from to Operate schools in New Mexico, so I think I have a unique uh, background. When you look at the other candidates, and I'm not sure they match uh, my background. And in in fact, I'm land commissioner. Was I think at times is one of the best or most powerful positions in the state. So I, I I understand the need of the people of New Mexico, and I think I can fill that need. And
1: and what is your top priority for New Mexico should you get office?
3: Um, you know a lot of theres there's kind of like two or three, but I think term limits to me would be the best way to change where we are and maybe more open primaries. Uh, so I think we need to kind of change get to try and get the money out of politics. That'd be my number one, but really edu- education in New Mexico is number two. And what I would really like to see is a, a vocational, uh, education program where, in high school where, you know, if if you decide you're not going to college, or you, you might not, where you can train as an electrician, a carpenter, a plumber, a mechanic, a manager for some business so that you're ready for a job when you get out of high school. And I think maybe that would help on our, our huge dropout rate and uh, get us out of being last in everything.
0: Absolutely. You know, so often... Uh it seems like for high school students, the only alternative is to go to college, but those blue collar jobs, the skilled uh, jobs, those are, those are relevant in New Mexico. In Albuquerque, we see trucks, we see uh, those kind of skilled workers working out in our cities, and they're not even from here. And they're simply just either electricians or road workers or something like this. And so in Albuquerque, as you know, um, APS is, is the biggest district, school district in all of New Mexico, and it takes a huge chunk of this permanent land grant money, uh, public money, and the results are dead last.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what one of the things I've started. It's in my new campaign ad is what's the definition of insanity, and it's doing the same thing and expecting different results. And really, I think our politics are that way we've kept electing this control that's been here for the last 65 years. And, and we think if if we keep voting on the parties and they can fix it, but they haven't. So, um, one of the things that when I was in high school in Alamogordo, there was a man named Jim Griggs. He was my P teacher, but he went on and they had a vocational, uh, training program where they built a house each year in Alamogordo and, There were 40 students out of each class. We go work on the house, and there's still builders in Alamogordo that went through that program that now build homes. Oh wow! I think we need we need to do something like that.
0: Yeah, that's very well. I mean, it's it's creative, uh, and it definitely gives somebody on the job training real skill at at various levels. You know, my dad was you know he's a retired uh, carpenter, and so he made a good living being a carpenter and so i think there's a lot of avenues that people can go through not people but young adults can go through to get to a job that you don't necessarily have to go to college for if they existed so that's definitely a good idea
3: yeah well you know we can't hardly get an electrician at our house and um, because we're we're a little remote but i think there's only one in Mountaineer and one in Estancia. And then the same problems in Albuquerque is they're so busy you can't get people out.
1: So. No, plumbers too. I mean, we would definitely need an, of those kind of workers. Not everybody has to go to college. You know, we no. need these essential employees that are uh, business owners that, that actually cater to us in electricity, plumbing, whatever. But you're right. We do need something besides college graduates. Now uh, in Albuquerque, if you're a college graduate even, there's nothing much for you. Unless you, speci- right. you know, specifically uh, go for to school for something, but in, if you have a degree in Albuquerque, they're leaving New Mexico. They're leaving the state of New Mexico because there's nothing here for them.
3: Well, and the other thing is they don't want to raise their kids in the school system.
1: That's the worst.
3: And and, yeah, and they're worried about the crime.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, that's the other
3: issue. Is everybody talks about bringing in businesses, and yeah, three point billion dollars went to Intel in Rio Rancho, or is going there, and it's going to create seven hundred jobs. But in Arizona, in the same announcement, they're getting $20 billion and 15,000 jobs. So the reason they don't want to come here is it's hard to attract families here to to work when there's crime and poor education.
1: I think that's that scares people the most is the education is horrible. And the crime Mm -hmm. is, well, you know, both of them are combined is like, yeah, everybody wants to stay away. So is there anything that we can do about the crime? I mean, you know, I know in your position at CD1. Well,
3: yeah, I think think we probably ought to somehow uh, petition to get the DOJ out of the police department. Um, You know, I think since they've been in in control of the Albuquerque police, it seems like crime has gotten worse. And so I think we need to fix that. It has I think gotten we need worse. to get, uh-huh. we need more funding. Um, and so I, I really think we need to support our police versus, you know, constantly uh, seeing how we can shortcut or save money in places. So um, but I, I don't think we should make them a military, but, and then I think the other thing we need to work to where we can, uh, as uh, the sheriff did, get uh, the feds in to help on these big gangs and other areas where uh, drug enforcement, where it spreads our police too thin. Yes. And, and third is the, the court system. And so I think we need, from a federal level, if we maybe we got funding into the courts where they can monitor all these people they're releasing um, and keep them in their homes versus out doing more crimes.
1: I know that they have they have ankle bracelets on them, but no one's enforcing it. I mean, a person that is out with an ankle bracelet for uh, an offense like raping somebody, uh, they go out and put an ankle bracelet on them, and then uh, two months later they've done it again. And I mean, what good is the ankle bracelet if no one's enforcing it, like you say? Yeah, right. Nothing.
3: So you, they need to be able to watch the people on the on the on the monitors, so so that as soon as you have a, someone that steps out, they pick them oh. up.
1: Well, and I remember people on the monitor like way back in the day, 10 years ago maybe, when if you did step out of your circumference where you're supposed to be, the monitor went off and and somebody came down, a social worker or whatever, came down immediately, a probation officer, to see why you did right. You could get in all kinds of trouble, and now no one's enforcing it. And it's, no. the laws in the state have to change for that. Right. And right.
0: and so in terms of of providing or taking the DOJ out and putting more money towards like, I guess law enforcement for yeah for training Training. and to deal with the gangs. Um, In particular, are you talking about the cartel or like street gangs?
3: Both. 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 I think I think we have an issue in both areas. I think we have an issue with the drugs coming in and the cartels getting stronger. But uh, just street gangs are I think two or. I mean, that's where a lot of the murders coming from.
0: Right, in the past, uh, I would say 30 days, maybe 45 days, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, has been in the news for not only single homicides, double homicides, triple, and even quadruple. They're right. just—I mean—they're parking cars and with dead bodies in them in the city of Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this. People are freaked out about the crime. It, it, you know, it seems like it's on the top of everybody's um, agenda because yep. uh, it's crazy Albuquerque. And the
1: criminals have no fear of the courts, the judges, the police. They're just not afraid of it. As a matter of fact, in Albuquerque, they have like chasing people chasing each other in cars. And when one car gets knocked over, they just in broad daylight go down there and shoot them down. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's like a, a horror movie already.
3: It is. It is. And it's, not, it's just not. In one place in Albuquerque, it's all over. Right. It's in the Heights and, you know, Central and all that area too.
0: Yeah, it's citywide. It's like no discrimination whatsoever. No. (laughs) Good grief. Mm -hmm. So um, you also said that uh, not only will you a move to cut taxes and regulations, but you wanna drastically cut the size of government so that they can no longer invade your privacy, interfere with your personal choices and deprive you of your hard earned property. And so often we see a lot of these narratives uh, coming from Congress uh, about being a socialist Democrat. And is there really any such thing as a social Democrat or is it socialism that they're speaking of?
3: Um, I think it's uh, socialism, but I think also the the far-left the far progressive are, are, would, are really trying to head us toward a socialist society, in, I, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think uh, the, the Patriot Act um, is a misnomer, and it really was an invasion of our privacies, and I think that c- comes up every year, and if I could get in Congress, then that would be one of the things I would fight because it's a really a, that's the FISA court and everything that got Trump, um, that came from that, that legislation. So I I think it's being abused and and we need to take that, take that out as part. I think that would help.
1: And how do you feel about Um, the border? What's happening at the border?
3: I think we need to protect the border and I think we need to use whatever means, uh, to, to slow down, uh, the crossing. Now, um, I, I personally think that we should increase the number of people who are coming here with work visas and, and resident visas. Um, we've got a contractor here at the ranch who's got an equipment operator who is from Veracruz and he, uh, he's been coming to us for 20 years, but he had to wait two years this last time when he returned for renewing his visa because he couldn't get it renewed. Um, and you know, he pays taxes and he, would he doesn't want to vote or anything else. He's just here to work, and I think there's a lot of people that if we could make it easier to come across the border to work, it, w- it would stop some of the the illegal immigration. So
0: um, that's kind of what I feel now. Well, thank you, thank you for that. So, where can people find you? Uh, it's just uh, it's it's less than a few days before election. Uh, people are able to early vote now. Where can they find you if they wanna help out, volunteer, donate?
3: Oh uh, well it's real easy. Aubrey Dunn A-U-B-R-E-Y-D-U-N-N. dot com. So
0: Just that simple.
3: That simple. That's it. A- <laughs> <laughs> no argument.
0: But- yeah, no argument there, no <laughs> argument there. <laughs> So uh, so Aubrey Dunn, thank you for joining us on off the cuff and just giving our listeners uh, a little insight. You've obviously had debates on on TV. you have commercials out, you have a website. If you want to know, learn more about your CD1 candidates, uh, go investigate them, go check them out, see who they are and so that you can make the best vote because may the best man or woman. Well, or whatever you identify as, <laughs> oh, win. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, just go vote. That's, I think the problem is nobody's
0: going to vote. Right. It's going
3: to be really, really low.
0: It's going to be really, really low. Well, God bless you, Aubrey Dunn. Thank you for serving New Mexico, and um, all the best of luck to you.
1: For sure. All the best thank of you. luck to you. You've been a good public servant so far. And thank
0: you, Aubrey well, thank Dunn. Thank you okay all right thank you oh, bye 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 bye. so that was aubrey dunn we're going to take a quick break when we come back uh we got the next candidate up next you in a minute don't go anywhere 96.9 fm 700 a.m i'm diana vargas i'm still padilla and stay tuned hi i'm bud my wife tara shaver and i lead abortion free new mexico Did you know that the University of New Mexico is training up the next generation of abortionists and runs a freestanding abortion facility performing late-term abortions all the way up to six months in the womb? Is this really how you want your tax dollars spent? At Abortion Free New Mexico, we are working to reform UNM's radical abortion agenda.
1: If you want to help us end abortion
0: in New Mexico, visit abortionfreeunm.com today. That's abortionfreeunm.com. everybody welcome back to off the cuff abq it's the newest hottest conservative local talk radio and it's not for the easily offended we have up next <laughs> as promised cd1 candidate mark moores
2: hey guys how you doing today we're great how Good are time? you we're doing wonderful we're real excited uh the election is uh, just around the corner on june 1st and early voting's already started so i encourage everyone to get out to vote uh, go to the convenience center's that are open until seven o'clock all the way through next saturday and uh, or uh, election day is right around the corner on june 1st so we need every conservative out there to get out there and vote and we will win this race once we get our our republicans to the poll so we're really excited because it's really this race is about uh flipping the narrative in washington we're currently with the special election that happened in texas Once we flip this seat, that means Congress only has two votes difference. Um, And to really stop the Nancy Pelosi radical agenda, uh, so we'll be able to actually be able to stop that agenda in Washington, have New Mexico conservative values represented there, and really do a good job. And quite frankly, the stark difference between myself and Melanie Stansberry really shows she's a, a radical, she would be the most radical liberal ever elected to federal office in new mexico history and that's saying a lot yes yeah this election (laughs) really really matters because we can help the uh, agenda in washington going into next year's election we really can stop that radical agenda that's uh being happening here with the defund the police defund the military uh raise taxes um going for universal health care all those positions that Melanie Stansberry supports are just wrong for New Mexico. So everyone get out to vote. Well, get your family out to vote. And uh, let's win this thing.
0: Yeah, that's the key there is to get out and vote. It's real easy to complain about stuff. We say this all the time. You have to be active. You have to investigate these candidates. Uh, who's going to represent New Mexico the best? Melanie Stansberry, just based off of record, when uh, in, in terms of voting to um for taxes, to raise taxes or or not to ban the double tax on seniors here in the 2021 legislative session. You voted in the spirit of of seniors, whereas Melanie voted to keep the double tax.
2: No question about that. And, you know, it goes much deeper than that. She has voted in three years that she's been in the House of Representatives up in Santa Fe for a half a billion dollars of tax increases. And this is even before covid this is in when we've had flush economic times she's voted to raise the gas tax on new mexico families she's raised uh, voted to raise the income tax um on hardworking new mexicans even this last year during a pandemic she voted to raise tax on health insurance and so she never has voted against a tax creep increase and I have never voted for a tax increase. In fact, I've made the pledge that I will not vote for tax increases, and I've lived by that. Because government doesn't have a revenue problem that Melanie Stansberry believes we got to raise revenue for government. We have a spending problem. Um, she hasn't met a spending bill she doesn't like, and she hasn't met a tax increase she doesn't like. And there's a stark difference. You know, I'm a small business owner. Uh, she is. Uh, she's never really had a non. Uh, uh, private sector job in, uh, in her adult life, and I think that really shows you know, someone who has to actually sign in front of a paycheck versus someone who just radically just wants to increase the size of government. And it shows in her position You know, I talked a lot during this campaign about the Breathe Act, and I encourage every listener to go to breatheact.org and really identify how much of a radical, radical agenda Melanie says when she said Congress must pass the Breathe Act. That's her words. This, this bill is just not only defunds the police, it's an open borders bill that decriminalizes entering the country illegally. It demolishes ICE, demolishes the DEA, uh, uh, demolishes the Border Patrol. It takes away federal grants for um, um, bulletproof vests. It takes fe- away the task force, including the, the DEA task force and the anti-terrorism task force. And it also calls for closing prisons within 10 years, all federal prisons. Mm -hmm. Additionally, in New Mexico, it calls for reduction of military spending by 10%. And we all know how important the military is to our nation. And in New Mexico, with three Air Force bases, two national laboratories, and then we have White Sands Missile Range in the northern part of Fort Bliss, which is based in El Paso, which extends up into New Mexico. Military is so critical to our nation and also critical to our economy. And I asked her during the debate, which base do you want to close? Uh, if you wanted to reduce military spending by ten percent, that means one of the New Mexico base that needs to be closed. And she refused to answer that question.
0: Yeah, and that I mean that was clearly on you know, when as an audience member on the other side of the T V watching, I said, Well, what's the answer? Answer and the question. Answer the question. <laughs> and like often they're just these generic kind of responses kind of never answering the question like well, I, I'm a lifelong New Mexican. I love you. I'll represent you. And, you know, we need meaningful conversation.
2: <laughs> meaningful Well, media. you know, like you guys and my family uh, on my mother's side goes back uh, in New Mexico for hundreds and hundreds of years. So we're proud New Mexicans. And someone, you know, really, she's a carpetbagger who moved, mm-hmm. lived her entire adult life out of state. Uh, and has, she specifically came back to New Mexico to run for office, as opposed to all of us who have spent our entire lives here trying to improve New Mexico. Right. Um, and I really shows. And, and you know, we were really proud that we got the Albuquerque Journal endorsement this last weekend.
0: Oh, yes. And
2: even the journal, That's right. the journal said that talking about her is that she has a, t- a tendency not to answer questions or slipped in, into platitudes. And uh, they pointed out we have enough of that in Washington. Yeah. We don't need more, someone else, a politician like that out there because she just won't answer questions because she knows she's wrong on mm-hmm. the questions and the issues.
1: Wow. And, you know, my first question to you was, was why do you think you're, you're the best candidate for CD1? And you answered all that without even me asking you. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Well, that's,
2: yeah, I think that's important. See, mm-hmm. We have to uh, evaluate candidates. We have to take stands uh, on issues. And you're never, uh, never going to agree with anyone 100% of the time. I don't agree with my wife 100% of the time. Um, and none of us, you know, even you and Stella and I have that. We, uh, we don't agree 100% of the time, but we know we agree on the big issues that matter most to New Mexico and our nation. And uh, that's real important. And you have to answer those questions, not just recite, memorize talking points. You have to have a dialogue and conversation. And that's what my opponent has done. She just memorizes uh, little clippets and blocks of language that's been poll tested as opposed to actually talking to the voters and telling them what what she really feels
1: well yes because her voting
2: record shows what she feels her voting record is just radical well and her
1: speech her speech every time she said well we think that we're going to do and we and we instead of saying i like you do i am doing this right she was we
0: we is like strictly a party person right totally totally Mm -hmm. and then and then you have to ask why why would somebody vote in the spirit of these sorts of bills it's a it's a very heavy hand and then to turn around and I, i'm, I'm going to talk about the life issue because you know we're uh very pro-life but uh, you were attacked for having a baby for <laughs> being pro-life <laughs> yeah. and i'm like have you not ever held a child in your hand
2: <laughs> and that is so during the debate uh one of our debates um she tried to say just what you just said and any one of us who's ever held our babies in the hands uh, knows that it's a a moment of emotion that brings tears to my eyes to this day Um, being able to hold my daughter in my hands just seconds after she was born Um, and under melanie stansberry's um, position is there's no restriction on abortion All the way up to the very last moment before birth.
0: Good grief! So
2: that is appalling to New Mexicans that you can.
1: You'd think it would be appalling to any
2: female. It's 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 appalling. It's appalling to my wife. It's appalling to my mother. It's appalling to my daughters and and my granddaughters. Uh, both my granddaughters are blessings. And under Melanie Stansberry, they could be aborted up to the very last moment before birth. And so one second later, they're a human being. One second before, they're a blob of cells. And that is appalling. And what also is appalling is her insistence. That taxpayers pay for abortions, we have a moral obligation, uh, not a, a moral obligation, not to force taxpayers who have such a revulsion and moral objection to abortion that she insists that we all pay for those abortions. Uh, we've run bills and amendments to try to limit or to eliminate taxpayer-funded abortions, and she opposes those. So she wants abortion up to the very last second, and she wants the taxpayers to pay for it. Those are two very radical uh, positions.
0: On demand. It's just incredible. So where can we find you? How can people get involved in the last few days? What are your plans? Um, Do you have any events? Uh, any events, we, anything you'd like to plug in?
2: We got some great events, including one in the South Valley tonight, uh, which is fantastic. We're really uh, uh, really looking forward to that. You go to moorsforcongress.com. You can sign up to volunteer. You can uh, make a donation. And if you're in the South Valley, come to the Duran Open Space uh, tonight starting at 6 o'clock and um, and we'd love to see you, and we're working hard. We're knocking on doors. We're making phone calls. We're doing everything we have to do to win this race, and we're going to win this race because the people of New Mexico need real representation in Congress, not just some radical, aggressive, out-of-state stater who uh, is bringing their agenda from out-of-state and imposing it on us.
1: Absolutely. And, and what is your top priority for New Mexico should you win CD1?
2: Crime. Crime is out of control. We've had 50 murders this year. We have gun battles, running gun battles happening in the streets of Albuquerque. Broad Melanie daylight. Stansberry wants, in broad daylight, um, we all saw how horrific that video was of that shootout in that car um, last week. And this is becoming a daily occurrence. Melanie Stansberry wants to defund the police, take the police officers' guns and tasers away. And let the criminals completely control the street in in one of the most violent cities there is in the nation. It is dangerous. It is going to make New Mexico less secure and much less prosperous.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, within the last 30 days, anybody can search for Albuquerque crime. There's been double, triple, and quadruple homicides. Broad daylight. Shootouts.
2: Broad daylight. On the
0: interstate
1: in the the middle of the day. Yeah.
2: Um, Bodies shoved in um, Tupperware and left at the airport. We have shootouts with the Aryan Nation and cars. We got uh, random people shot along the streets. It's just out of control. We've got to get this crime issue because we, if, until we get crime un, under control, we can't have economic development. What business is going to want to stay or move to New Mexico if they open up the paper in the morning and see another mass shooting uh, that's happened? How can we have schools? How How is our younger generation uh, going to stay here when they can move out of state to other um, states in the southwest that can have jobs and they can have good schools for their children and safe streets. We're losing our best and our brightest uh, all because of crime. We're losing our streets. We're losing our economic viability uh, because of this crime issue. we got to get that under control.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you, um, Mark Moores Senator Mark Moores because you're you're currently a senator. Thank you for serving the great state of New Mexico. Best of luck to you and your quest to take CD one. Thank
2: you. Thank you, guys. A really great talk to you as always. And God bless. God, God bless you. you.
0: Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. So that was Senator Mark Moores. He uh, he running for CD one. He's the, the one for the Republican Party. Well, I guess we could just redo that part. So that was Mark Moores, Senator Mark Moores of the great state of New Mexico, right. running for CD1. Uh, he's He's been on the campaign trail. Working real hard. Working real hard. Uh, follow him on his website. Investigate who these people are. Find the best person, the best man or woman for the job. Uh, cause it's someone that's going to benefit New Mexico and it's totally going to matter. It's yes. totally going to matter who's in that position because obviously, as you know, New Mexico is dead last in a lot of categories and it's going to take a strong leader. It's going to take somebody to go up there and put New Mexico on the agenda and New Mexico as in New Mexican problems, not just the world's problems, but who's going to focus on New Mexico who's going to represent New Mexico in the best possible way. what do you think of Mark? I think, I, I mean, I like he spoke right away,
1: everything that he wants to do, everything that's wrong with the system, everything that uh, New Mexicans need help with, especially the seniors taxing mm-hmm. them to death and taxing us period gas tax. I mean, they're taxing us to death out of the state practically. Mm-hmm. So he's going to uh, see what he can do about uh, not taxing the seniors and, uh, other industries that are going down the tube in new mexico uh new mexico needs a lot of help
0: no totally and and cd1 cd1 is is bernalillo county or you know it's it's i mean that's the majority of congressional district one that's what cd1 stands for at the federal level and so we're dead last i mean the crime crime is truly out of control have you ever seen such violence like this i mean it's out of a movie never I mean, Seriously. I know we
1: had some violence, but now it's out in the open and it's so blatantly violent. Broad daylight, and no one cares. I mean, it, catch and release. Yeah, catch and release is a thing of the present, and it's it's killing our state.
0: It's killing our state, absolutely. It is. Uh, it's a revolving door. Criminals are taking advantage of the of the revolving door, uh, victimizing the entire city. Well, they have they have no fear. They have no fear. No of not. judges, jails, courts, nothing. Uh, hall monitor passes or, or what are those things called? They're the ankle free, bracelets? Yeah,
1: they're just free to wander around and cause all the
0: destruction they want. Mayhem. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll put in the other interview. It's with Chris Manning. He was the third to respond to uh, these requests. And so we're going to get him up next. You're listening at KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, I'm Dina Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. And stay tuned.
4: This is Gerald A. Loeb speaking. I have a new book out. This book is called Mayhem Manor. It appeared on April 15th on Kindle and is now available on Amazon as a paperback. In this book, you will find feckless bureaucrats, unlikely heroes, and stories from the Duke City. If you want to see this book or buy it, you can buy on Amazon.com. In addition, I have seven other books, three other novels, three books of political satire,
0: and a book of short stories. Order today at Amazon under Gerald A. Loeb. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest, conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And as promised, we have our third interview, Chris Manning. He's a libertarian. He is running in this special election for CD1. As you know, seat has been vacated by Deb Holland. She got promoted, something like this. So So we have a special election, and it's just a few days away. It's essential everybody go out to vote. Uh, And as promised, it's Meet the Candidates on Off the Cuff. We'd like to welcome Chris Manning, Libertarian, running for CD1. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you doing today? Oh, we're good. We're good. Thanks for answering our email, and thanks for responding to being a guest on Off the Cuff. Uh, This is actually our first political Uh, kind of meet and greet, and so we're happy to have you.
4: Well, thanks. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to uh, give my message out to your listeners.
0: Right on, right on. So, uh, what made you decide to run for uh, CD1? Well, I've... Uh, obviously, I've been very much interested in politics for the last several years. I actually
4: ran in 18, um, and I saw the special election as an opportunity to really uh, get my message out there as, you know, it doesn't get lost in all of the other campaigns going on, and you've kind of got that sole focus, and you've got an opportunity to really have people pay attention to your message, so it seemed like a great opportunity.
0: Right on. What, uh, what's your message, Chris? So, my message is
4: basically I'm a solutions-oriented candidate. If you listen to any of my debates, if you listen to any of my other interviews, I'm very much about, you know, paying attention to what the real problem is, what's the root of the problem, and then proposing legislative solutions for it. And, and I think when people actually have an opportunity to listen to that, they go, oh, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I, I
0: get that response a lot whenever
4: I, I give my policy proposals.
0: Right, right. Uh, wh- where can we find your platform are you online anywhere can we find you on social media
4: i am so my website is manning4nm.com and that's the number four and it's got my major platform uh positions there on healthcare, on education on ending the foreign wars and then i also have my facebook page and that's uh chris manning for congress and up there you can find uh cop you know i post all of the different interviews i do um i did a facebook live last week going in depth on direct primary care and how that'll
0: affect our healthcare system and yeah that's how you stay up to date and and all of the uh door knocking that we've been doing in the valley awesome awesome so you guys uh, so your campaign has been hitting the streets knocking on doors
4: yep So if you uh seen uh us out there in our bright yellow shirts or we got a giant flag walking down downtown on saturday in and out flyers meeting
0: people i've so, seen that yeah, we've been out hitting doors and uh doing our grassroots campaign Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've actually seen you out a couple of times. We were at the restaurant. Um, is it Backstreet in Old Town? Yeah, Backstreet Grill. Backstreet Grill, yeah. Right, right. And and you had a crew out. I don't know if you were there, but I definitely seen several yellow shirts, several <laughs> yellow shirts uh, out in full force <laughs> representing, uh, trying to get their candidate um, elected. It's important to have uh, volunteers, right? Because this is a big job. You really can't do it alone. Oh, yeah. And without my
4: uh, my campaign manager and the volunteers coming out and helping, I, I couldn't do anything. Right. So without them, this campaign is going nowhere.
1: And I heard all the things that need to be done for New Mexico. I think you're on point. But what is your really top priority when you get into Congress? What would you do for New Mexico? I know that we have the education, the health care, lots of issues. But what would be your top priority?
4: So, I mean, I think it's the reform of the health in, insurance industry and, and also, obviously, health care. Um, I've put together a, a plan that I think is, is pretty unique. Uh, I don't know that anyone else has something um, quite like what I've got. So, I think that we need to switch to an individualized health insurance system. Like um, you said. Much like based on the Swiss system, right? And I think the pandemic really showed the weakness of having an employer-based system. You know, if you lose your job or or even if you just want to change jobs, you know, there's a lot of hesitancy and a lot of fear because your insurance is tied to your employment. And I don't think that's a great way to, to, you know, have a health insurance system. Mm -hmm. So I I combine an individual system with health savings accounts for everyone and a direct primary care model to improve your, um, you know, the health care that you get with your primary care physician
0: overall wellness yes yeah because it's see, important uh, I'm,
4: I'm very i'm I'm very big proponent of of living healthy you know i try to lead by example in that part and um and i want us to kind of think rethink of what what our doctor can do for us you know um there's no reason why your doctor t- shouldn't be telling you hey actually well, i need to write you in essence a prescription for a gym you know i need to get you a nutritionist you know we we need that nutrition nutrition counseling i think is one of the biggest issues you know when you look at uh, obesity in in new mexico and how prevalent that leads to diabetes and and that's one of the most i'd say uh damaging or most costly health expenses that we have which is reversible
0: which is completely reversible
4: yeah so i i think if we really focused on that issue. You know, the obesity leads to so many other health issues like cardiovascular disease. And and if we can even make a dent in that by restructuring the way that we, we kind of approach medicine, as not just, hey, here's a pill that takes care of your symptoms, but here is a
0: plan in order to eliminate the disease. Right. So so beyond like prescriptions, medical care, well, t- you're talking wellness. That's where your mind, your body, everything's working good. You're, you're better uh, able to manage your life. If you're feeling good, uh, if you can manage stress, you can problem solve better. Uh, you're just overall more healthy, happy and less diabetes. Cause diabetes does. Uh, I mean, it affects so many new Mexicans. Correct. And it's, you know, it's we're approaching 20 over 20 percent of the adult population,
4: which is going to be hitting that, you know, morbidly obese category, which obviously makes you more susceptible to diabetes. It's costing us about two billion a year in economic loss, um, and that's not just from the direct medical costs, but also the time off from work and and sort of those issues and the, and the secondary health issues. Right. So, and like I said, it's one of those things. Um, insulin costs, example for example get a lot of headlines we talk a lot about the cost of insulin going up but we don't talk about a lot about that it's possible to get off of insulin with type 2 diabetes with diet and exercise
0: yeah completely reversible I mean it's one of those things that's completely reversible and it could probably improve a lot of people's lives because uh, like I said everyone knows somebody that has diabetes
4: Probably in, fact, in their family, yeah. And it's a terrible disease. I mean, it, it gets to the point where people, you know, many times have to have limbs amputated. Right. That's, that's a terrible, you know, obviously, if you can prevent that from happening, that's, that's a
0: major difference in your quality of life. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. So you are a registered libertarian. I am. I uh, was
4: an independent for most of my, my adult life when I registered to vote. Um, but then in 2016 I made a switch to the libertarian party um, you know I really respected uh, Governor Gary Johnson and his run for the presidency really inspired me to kind of get more involved I kind of had a, a hands-off approach um, for much of my adult life um, but then I decided you know I really wanted to make a difference right I wanted to make a change and you can't do that as an independent unless you've got you know millions of your own dollars that you're <laughs> that you're willing to spend and I don't have that. <laughs> so.
0: Right, right. No, I get you, I get you. So tell us about the Libertarian Party. What uh, what do they stand for? What I mean, what's their platform right. so in general? The
4: Libertarian Party is the third largest party in the U.S. We've been around since um, the early 70s, and our philosophy is pretty much don't hurt people and don't take their stuff is our elevator pitch. So we have a very strong philosophy that you as the individual know how best to run your lives and you don't need the government being your your big brother and managing every aspect of your life Um, but at the same time we think that you know you obviously have a responsibility as a citizen to ensure that you are not infringing on another person's rights right an idea of of, a philosophy of live and let live you know if what you're doing doesn't harm you yourself doesn't harm another individual and you're not infringing on another person's right, it's probably not the place of the government to tell you or, or
0: dictate what's going on in your life at that point. Right, very good, very good. Um, just real quick, if if you don't uh, mind, just a few questions, just things Certainly. that plague New Mexico. Uh, how do you feel about gas and oil? Do you support it? Do you, think, uh, do you think gas and oil should be removed and totally go green? No, I think the gas
4: and oil industry is... Obviously, a
0: vital part of our
4: economy. It provides over seven billion dollars uh, of salary for New Mexico workers. You know, it is a major component of of our economy. And I think the Biden administration's moratorium on on new drilling on federal lands is intended just to harm the gas, oil, and gas industry. Um, and I don't support this push, this government-controlled push to renewable energies. When you look at the scientific research on it, and if you look at, you know, the reality of renewable energies, you cannot run your energy system off of them. Um, when you're talking the land use that they need, you know, the wind farm takes 397 times more land to generate the same amount of power as a, a, a nuclear power plant. You know, that's yeah. just unreasonable. If yeah. you wanted to get to the Biden administration's plan of, you know, having uh, a net zero uh, energy Economy, you, you've got to use about
0: 25% of all the landmass in the United States with windmills and solar. Wow. And that's just unreasonable. Totally didn't know that. How do you feel about the Second Amendment? I'm a strong Second Amendment advocate. You know, it's pretty simple. Shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed.
4: Um, you know, Simply when people put. People want to take digs at the libertarians. They like to say, you know, we're just Democrats who like guns or we're, we're Republicans who like to get high. Uh, we we do care about your Second Amendment rights. That's one of our, our staunchest
0: uh, uh, positions. Great, great. And uh, the life issue, where do you stand on the life issue? I'm a pro-life. You know,
4: I, I think especially, you know, when you look at the media wants to try and convince people that they're in the minority position, but if you look, Gallup's been tracking the position, position particularly on third-trimester abortions since... Uh, since the Roe v. Wade uh, decision. And 80% of, of, you know, citizens are opposed to third trimester abortion.
0: Right, right. that is actually the majority position, but the media does, I would say the corporate media does a lot to try and convince you that you aren't. Right, and equally try to convince you a human being isn't a human being, you know. Uh, Albuquerque happens to be a late-term abortion destination, Albuquerque does more late-term abortions than any other state in the nation. So very pleasing to hear that you're pro-life. I believe our other candidates were pro-life, too. That's an important model, I would think, in selecting a candidate, because if they're about a culture of life, pro-life in the spirit of life, it's really hard to be in the spirit of death. Right.
4: And, you know, even if you want to approach it from uh, a purely academic standpoint, you know, uh, life has to begin at a conception. There isn't really another point along the, the spectrum where you can say, well, yesterday this was a life and today or yesterday it wasn't a life and today it is. Right. So I, I think really that's when you, when you look at it at a, you know, a logical perspective, that's really the only basis for when
0: you can say life starts right right well Chris we're just about out of time is there anything you would like to say that maybe we've forgotten you um, you, you have the you have the airwaves take it away
4: <laughs> I, I just hope everyone will take a chance to look at my website look at my positions, um, look at who I am as a as an individual and I hope that on June 1st they decide to cast their, their ballot
0: their ballot for me and everybody and get and everybody out and change vote change DC hmm yes yes everybody get out and vote um research go online look at the CD1 candidates uh it's an important move for New Mexico because the seat is open somebody's going to take it it's either going to be the independent the democrat the republican or the libertarian and so best of luck to you Chris uh tell us your website one more time Thank you and so the website is going to be
4: manning4nm.com and again, that's the number 4 and then you
0: can also find us on Facebook Uh, Chris Manning for U.S. Congress. All right, Chris. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you for answering uh, our request to be on the show. You know we're a new uh, local talk radio, so it's super important that the candidates did come onto our show uh, so that they can share with the listeners. So I appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time to be here with us today.
1: And the best
4: of luck to you, Chris.
0: Yes, God bless you. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Chris. So that was Chris Manning, uh, Libertarian. Mm -hmm. We heard some of his his positions, his platforms. Obviously, there it's it's a little more in depth than that. With all of them, you got to go to their website. You got to take a look at it. You got to see who uh, who you're voting for. It's no longer acceptable to go into uh, a voting booth and just press on something and say.
1: Maybe he'll do the job.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah so
1: research them. See what they're talking about. See what they stand for before you go out
0: there to vote. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break before we uh, wrap up the hour. That was a quick, a quick hour. I'm super glad that the three responded. It was the three guys. Uh, Dunn, Aubrey Dunn, Independent, mm-hmm. uh, Republican Mark Moores, Libertarian Chris Manning, and Melanie Stansberry. She just didn't even respond she didn't even say no yeah she did, ignored it yes. so we reached out to all the candidates at the same time we sent out a uh, you know a group email so everybody received it at the t- same time and then plus we followed up with the phone call just because we thought it was important to uh try to bring something in short notice for the special election to our listeners here on kdaz 96.9 fm 700 a.m we'll be right back don't go anywhere
1: Hi, this is Art Tannenbaum reminding you to tune in to Off the Cuff ABQ right here on KDAZ Radio weekdays from 3 to 4.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's uh, the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on conservative talk Albuquerque. KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And so, just to wrap up, um, that was our on-air meet and greet with three out of the four candidates. Uh, it was Aubrey Dunn, Mark Morris, Chris Manning, and Chris Manning. Mm-hmm. On-air meet and greet um, again, nothing controversial. It's not a debate. If you're deciding if you're going to go vote, if you don't know, you're going to go vote. Go vote. Exercise your right to vote. Go vote. It really does matter who we put in office because how many times have we put somebody in office and you're just like,
1: uh, "What was I thinking?"
0: What? what are they doing up there? So maybe this June 1st will be a little different. And, hey, if you decide not to go vote, no biggie.
1: Well, you know, if you don't vote, you can't complain, you know, if, no. if, if everything's going wrong,
0: which New Mexico is right. needs a lot of help. Right. So if you've already voted, and you don't have to wait till June 1st. I mean, you can go vote right now. But if you've already voted dr- then drive somebody to the poll yeah. tell others about the election good luck and may the best man win this this is what I say yes if they do get elected you know they're only going to be in office for le- less than a year before they have to campaign. To be reelected. It's Mm kind of weird. It's a never-ending job. Yeah, seriously, (laughs) it's never-ending. It seems like a lot of work to, one, try to take a seat only to have it for a year and then have to campaign again.
1: You know how hard it is to run.
0: Oh, yeah. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Especially if if you're doing it for real. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just... If you're
1: sincere. But at least get out there, folks. Get out there and vote. Our life depends on it. Uh, We really need a lot of help. Like I said, in New Mexico, we need to get the person uh, that goes with your values that believes the same thing you believe, that right. you need help with crime, health issues, uh, education, everything that we need help. We need help in all of this in New Mexico. So research them, see who's talking about it, what's, what they're going to do, and then make up your mind and vote for that person.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So beyond the negative ads, if you're pro-life, there's at least one candidate you, you, you won't want to vote for because they're going to advocate for the killing of the unborn. If you love your guns... If you believe in the Constitution and love your American freedom rights, well, that's going to eliminate some of the candidates because Mm -hmm. some of them move for your guns. That's right. All of this, you know this. Mm -hmm. Go and vote for the person that's going to represent you and your value. We're not representing, we're not voting for them because they're the smartest,
1: our prettiest our
0: prettiest person on the block. We're voting for them to go out there and represent the voice of the people, the will of New Mexico, and our way of life. New Mexico is conservative. Hey, New Mexico, that's all the time that we have. We hope you enjoy the on-air meet and greet with three out of four candidates. And hey, three out of four ain't bad, you know, because it's still kind of COVID. So you're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque off the cuff, abq.com go there check us out we are the hottest newest conservative local talk radio we're on monday through friday three to four if you miss us go to our website off the cuff, click on past podcast you can find us on anchor um off the cuff abq we're on all on most platforms god bless you new mexico we will see you tomorrow same time same place get out the vote.